Hello, and welcome to the reading room. This is Kate, or Mrs. Lemonade on Twitter, and a special guest, Mr. Lemonade. Hello. Today, we will be reading A Different Perspective by House of Pixels, Chapter 1, Collision. This fic is rated explicit. Please see the AO3 link in the description for additional tags. This is not going well. The thought came unbidden to Ochako's mind as she slammed a chunk of concrete into the space the villain had been seconds before. It squelched into a puddle of magma that was promptly left behind as the villain popped away from the hefty rock. He had, quite literally, disappeared from his location, only to relocate several feet away from the giant boulder Ochako was smashing into the ground. Again. For what felt like the millionth time in a row. She humped in frustration at her inability to move faster than that stupid villain could be teleported out of the way. She considered herself to be a generally optimistic person, more jaded than she had been as a newly minted hero a few years ago, but optimistic nonetheless. She believed that good would triumph in the end. She believed that what she did as a pro-hero made a difference, even if it wasn't always super clear that it did. And on this day... She believed that she and her allies could and would win this fight. Despite this outlook, even she could acknowledge that this disaster of a fight was not going according to plan. Achako had gotten the call while finishing up a long day of patrols. The sun was setting, and Achako was doing one last round of the neighborhood before she would head home. Today had started out fairly average, with several mundane calls to help cats out of trees or elders who'd fallen and needed to be transported to the hospital and the such. She had finished a more strenuous rescue call 30 minutes before, a burning apartment building where she had lifted 17 civilians and the collapsing 5th through 10th floors of the building. Her agency had offered to send help, but Ochako had waved off the backup, knowing she was perfectly capable of handling it on her own. She wasn't the number 7 hero for nothing, after all. Thinking back on it now, though, she probably should have accepted the help. She was definitely feeling the fallout from overexerting herself as she jogged around the block, just looking around for any suspicious activity. She was contemplating her plans to head home and drink a glass of wine with a book before passing out when her comms gave a high-pitched beep, indicating her agency was contacting her. She lightly tapped the edge of the earpiece to pick up the call. Gravity. I know it's the end of your shift, but we've got an emergency call. She heard her sidekick, Plantasma's silky voice, speak through the earpiece. Plantasma was a fresh UA grad, whose quirk let her summon ghost plants, which Achako thought was a freaky quirk by all accounts. Like, what even was a ghost plant, let alone a quirk that could animate it? This new generation of heroes certainly had some weird quirks. Achako sighed before replying, It's okay, Lily. What's the call? Well, it's Young Heroes Middle School. There's an attack underway. There are kids at the school doing after-school programs. They're in danger, Plantasma replied, her voice cracking halfway through with repressed emotion. With that, Achako immediately forgot her plans for her evening. I'm on my way, she said, as she made a sharp right turn towards the school, breaking into a sprint. She rapid-fired questions into her comms, asking for details on the attack as she ran. Apparently, a group of five villains had decided to try and take out an entire school full of kids. Red Riot and Cready were already on the scene, having been at the school to give a presentation to the kids about what it was like to be a pro-hero. Other pros in the area were being called in, 
just like her, to deal with the fight and its inevitable fallout. She rushed through the city, making a sharp right turn onto the street the school was on. Pillars of black smoke billowed from the sprawling, one-story building. Achako took a deep breath and ran towards the building, vaulting herself over the big fence that surrounded the campus. Looking around as she ran across the front of the school, she found no actively attacking villains. She assumed that the fight was currently in the back schoolyard, though she could see evidence of an earlier fight here at the front. There was a particularly concerning stain of blood on the windowsill of one of the classrooms closest to her. She wrenched her eyes away from the sight. She couldn't worry about that now. Take out the threat, then rescue. There were cries, grunts, and the sound of heavy objects impacting flesh, clearly the sounds of a battle in progress, coming from behind the building. It was the best lead she had at the moment, so she headed toward the edge of the building, following her instincts. She jogged around the corner of the building to find said threat. She got a quick glance at the surroundings as she swung around the corner of the building, noting Cready and Red Riot fighting with several villains. An unconscious mental count tallied five adversaries in total, before she was caught off guard with an insanely hard punch to her gut, delivered by a greasy-looking man whose yellow teeth were clenched in a manic grin. Well, she had successfully found the fight, she noted sarcastically, as she left her lungs spasm as they tried to pull air in. No, Aravity is here. This ought to go fast, the villain taunted as Achako doubled over, attempting to regain her breath. Aravity, Momo yelled to Achako while simultaneously creating a dual set of swords. He's got super strength. Ugh, yeah, you think? Araraka wheezed under her breath as she dodged a follow-up punch from the grinning villain. He seemed peeved off that she had dodged his second punch and started to flail punches and kicks at her. He clipped her on the side of her forearm she was using to protect her face, and she heard, more than felt, one of the bones crack. Just stop moving. Let me kill you all like those kitties. He spat at her as she dipped and dodged his blows to the best of her ability. That had stopped her heart from an, for an agonizing second. The children. Surely they wouldn't have killed them. Right? She did not have time for more than that second's consideration of the possible consequences of this attack, because by the next beat of her newly heavy heart, the villain's super-powered punch was rushing towards her again. She ducked the blow, reaching out to make contact with the villain's torso with her fingers, only to have him twist away millimeters before she could land all five. She huffed, partly in frustration and partly in pain, as her sudden movements sent bolts of pain from her bruised ribs and broken arm. She had to get away from this guy, or she'd be broken before being able to rescue the kids. The villain brought his leg up in a kick to follow through on his twisting away from her fingers. Achako relieved herself of gravity, just as his boot made contact with her chin, so that instead of delivering a head-rattling kick, the villain gave her the momentum needed to be kicked off into space away from his offensively painful attacks. Achako grit her teeth as she flew head over heels backwards, spinning weightlessly in the air in a nauseating trajectory away from the villain. She painstakingly brought her fingers together to release her quirk, which stopped the spinning, but also slowed her momentum, and she started to arch back towards the ground as gravity grasped her weight again. She quickly activated her quirk again, and her acceleration stopped so that she was lazily drifting towards the ground rather than accelerating towards it. She saw the strength quirk she had been fighting glare from the ground, and her eyes widened as she watched him reach behind his back, 
while a second villain, an older female with white hair, appeared behind him, hand extended. The shock value of the woman appearing out of thin air was lessened considerably by the gun the strong villain had pointed at Achaco. Crap, she thought right as the woman touched the barrel and he pulled the trigger. At that point, several things happened at once. The gun fired with a flash, but the sound was drowned out by a massive boom, which Achaco knew meant that reinforcements had arrived. Thank God. Bakugo exploded, literally, onto the scene, aiming a set of explosions toward the strength quirk's extended arm. Unfortunately for Ground Zero, and for the villain, Deku got there first. Moving as fast as the green lightning crackling around his limbs, Deku slammed his red boot into the greasy villain's forearm. She unconsciously blinked, missing the split second it took Deku to completely annihilate the strength quirk's arm. She noted that the blow was so strong the villain's hand was literally dangling, both bones poking out of his skin. The teleportation quirk popped back out of existence right as Deku aimed a second kick at her, continuing his momentum. Azuku's eyes widened in surprise as the female villain disappeared before he ducked so Bakugo's incoming blast didn't hit him. It did, however, connect with the strength quirk's severed forearm, effectively cauterizing the wound and making the greasy villain scream in pain. He wasn't getting that hand back without some serious medical intervention. Deku, you fucking dick, that was my hit! Ground Zero screamed at the grinning Deku, who had returned to Ground Zero's side, though not close enough to be in range of the small explosions Bakugo fired in frustration. Too slow, Kachan, Achako heard Deku reply cheekily. These two never stopped their stupid one-upping, though she supposed she should just be happy Bakugo wasn't actively attempting to assassinate Deku. She started to roll her eyes, but it was at this point that Achako's right thigh exploded in a sharp pain. So intense her vision blacked out for a moment. She gasped as she unintentionally dropped her quirk and started falling out of the sky. When did I get hit? I thought the bullet missed. Achako! Deku's tone changed as she plummeted out of the sky and she grasped her leg. Which wasn't bleeding? Achako's thoughts scrambled, attempting to process the situation she found herself in. Was she shot? Was it another injury? Why wasn't she bleeding? When did she start falling towards the ground in a tailspin? How did she stop herself from falling again? Breathe. Focus. Thankfully, her thoughts quickly righted, thanks to years of training in equally awful situations. She was falling. She had to activate her quirk. Easy peasy, she'd been in this situation a million times. But, oh, she was hellishly nauseous. She was going to puke. She was totally going to puke. Why, oh why, was her body's first response to stressful situations, intense nausea, and an immediate voiding of her stomach? Why hadn't she accepted the backup her agency had offered earlier that day so she wouldn't be on the edge of her limits? She plummeted from the sky, accelerating toward the ground, vomit from the pain and overuse of her quirk on the back of her tongue. Achako grit her teeth in anticipation. Since that point, it had been more or less downhill. She had managed to activate her quirk, just in time to slow her progress towards becoming a human pancake, which was a plus. Then she'd immediately vomited, which was super gross and embarrassing, but not anything her comrades hadn't already seen. It had been like five years since she'd vomited from quirk use, but whatever. She'd get over it sooner or later. Then she'd bucked up, 
and acted like the goddamn professional hero she was and kept fighting. The five villains had a really symbiotic set of quirks, as far as the Chaco could tell. The greasy man had some sort of strength-enhancing quirk. There was a girl with short bronze curls and an insane-looking scar down her face who could create telekinetic shields. A tall willow of a man who spewed lava from his, um, orifices. And an older woman who could freaking teleport anything she touched. There was a fifth member who they couldn't get a read on, a boy with creepily long index fingers who kept trying to touch the heroes, but who hadn't landed a hit. Achako shuddered to think what he could do, given the other villain's quirks. After all, the freaking teleport quirk had teleported one of the bullets directly into her leg, which definitely hurt way more than being shot normally, by the way. They'd figured out the teleported bullet was her mystery injury to her right leg when Deku had attempted to dress her wound, only to find there was no wound, just a hard, excruciating lump in her thigh where the bullet had warped into her body. The sum of the villain's quirks turned out to be a pretty great foil for the combined sets of quirks of the heroes, who had shown up to the fight within the last ten minutes. Deku's kicks were blocked by the shield. The teleport quirk just moved any of Creati's objects away, the Strength Quirk went head-to-head -head with Red Riot, Magma Quirk was unaffected, if not fueled, by Ground Zero's explosions, and she couldn't get close enough to touch anyone because of Salad Fingers riding her friggin' ass the whole time. It didn't help she basically couldn't use her right leg, thanks to the piece of metal lodged somewhere in her vastest lateralis. Everyone had sustained hits, all except Deku, who was too fast to be hit with anything short of a targeted missile. Cready had verified that the majority of the schoolchildren who had stayed for the after-school program were dead, and a heart-wrenching, tear-streaked shake of her head when Achako had asked her as they met up in the throes of their own fights. This knowledge that the heroes had ultimately failed an entire school of children served to throw the whole lot of them off their game, due to the intense emotions it elicited. She'd swallowed her horror down with her bile, and focused on capturing the villains who caused such a tragedy. All in all, Achako knew that this fight was not progressing in a promising way. The heroes just couldn't seem to get the jump on these guys. They were just trying to keep up. Reacting, not proactively taking control of the battle like they normally would have. At the current moment, Achako was back-to-back -back with Ground Zero, attempting to fend off Magma Quirk and the Finger Kid, thinking, This is not going well. Deku was 100 feet away, doing his damned best to get past the shield quirk, or at the very least wear down her quirk. Red Riot and Creati were teaming up against the villain with the strength quirk. The teleportation quirk was zipping back and forth between the fights, mucking everything up. I need another block, she tossed over her shoulder to Bakugo, who'd been segmenting parts of nearby concrete structures for her to lift and, ideally, crush the villains with. She kept trying to get the timing right and catch the magma quirk under a boulder, seeing as he was causing the most problems for the pair by spewing lava from his nostrils at them in targeted jets. Unfortunately, teleporter lady kept teleporting herself to him, tapping him and moving both of them just before Achako managed to land a hit. I just gave you one. Can't you please learn to aim like an actual fucking hero? Ground Zero shouted at her, dropping into a squat to duck the outstretched hand of the finger kid. He followed up with a kick to the chest and blast to the face, physically removing the kid from their general area. Or you could take out the teleportation quirk, Lord Explosion Murder, so my target stops being teleported out of my range. Your pick, she fumed back at him, 
as she swung her weightless body out of the way of several smoking balls of molten rock that the lava quirk was flinging at her. He was using the projectiles to keep her occupied, while he advanced towards her from the place he'd been teleported to last. I'm a little busy protecting us both from freaky fingers over here, he quipped, raising both his palms to incinerate a bench that had appeared over their heads, courtesy of the teleportation quirk. Oh yeah, and blasting all the shit that keeps appearing above us. Pull your own weight for once, pink cheeks. Ugh, she grunted out as she snagged one of the solid chunks of cooling magma from the air with her unbroken arm and lobbed it back at the lava villain. She hated that nickname. I would really like some ammo that does not burn my hands when I use it, Bakugo, she yelled, whipping her head around to catch his gaze, trying to impress upon him that she wasn't messing around and really did need some help. His eyes narrowed at her, a reluctant compliance passing across his features. All right, all right, fucking give me a damn minute. Bakugo grit back, turning his head away from her, launching AP shots at the finger kid, who was surprisingly good at wriggling out of the way and relentless in his pursuit to get a finger on one of them. Achako could see Bakugo was having trouble keeping the kid away from them, but she trusted he would be able to handle it. She whipped her head back around, just in time to see a stream of magma headed right for her. She activated her quirk on herself and jumped, twisting the air in an attempt to move out of the way of the scalding rock. Oh, God damn it! Why the right leg? Machako yelled as a spray of magma caught her right foot. She hadn't been able to move out of the way fast enough, thanks to the bullet still lodged in her thigh. She sucked in pained breaths through her teeth as she felt the molten rock melt through her costume and then through the first layer of her skin. She shook the magma off her foot, hissing in pain as her skin blistered before her eyes. Get it together, Arabity! Bakugo glared over his shoulder at her floating form, flinging magma off his left forearm with a grimace. Arapa scoffed, feeling slightly guilty that he'd gotten hit while he had entrusted her to protect his back. Only slightly, though, because this wouldn't have happened if he'd done what she'd asked in the first place and given her some ammo. We don't have enough manpower for you to pussy out over some lava! He continued unapologetically as he grabbed her left foot. Jago decided to let that comment go unacknowledged. He yanked her weightless form back towards him with his right hand to get her out of the way of one of Creades' spears that had been teleported into the air Jago had previously occupied. In a show of his multitasking talent, he simultaneously used his left hand to blast into a crumbling wall. The action freed a hardy chunk of concrete for her to use as ammo. He tossed her towards it with a bit more force than was strictly necessary, especially considering she was weightless. Release! She let herself fall to the ground next to the newly loosed chunk of wall and backed up so she was once again back-to-back with Ground Zero, strategically the best place to be for them both. Seriously, Araka, I can't keep saving your ass. Get your shit together. He continued his insults as he spun back around to face off with the finger kid, who'd managed to get within hand-to-hand range again, the sneaky fuck. Achako touched the now loose concrete and lifted it up to shield them both from an incoming wave of magma, while Bakugo let loose an impressive chain reaction of explosions at the touchy-feely kid. She could feel the wave of heat blow past her from the sheer size of the explosions. The finger kid was enveloped in a cloud of smoke, while magma flowed harmlessly to either side of the concrete she held up. Achako exhaled forcefully in pain, as the heat from his explosions and the magma licked the already burned skin on her foot. To be honest, it was all a bit overwhelming, particularly considering she had been up and working for over 20 hours at this point. She really did not need her current fighting partner giving her crap. She really didn't.
Oh, shove off, Bakugo, she yelled as she kicked the car-sized piece of rock towards the lava-leaking freak, and then promptly made a mental note to not drop-kick anything else as her leg protested in a scream of white-hot pain. She let out a pained grunt before continuing her scathing remarks, as if you didn't pause for a freaking second when you got hit by lava. In case you missed the memo, lava hurts. She was right, of course. He had indeed paused for a freaking second to scream Shit. when he'd been splashed across his left side a few minutes ago. He was covered in a bl- blistering burn where his costume used to cover his flank that caused him to flinch with any movement on his left side. Release, she yelled, bringing her fingers together as the chunk of concrete made contact with the villain. Finally! That should hold him for a few minutes, which meant she and Bakugo had a few moments of breather with both their opponents down. Bakugo grabbed her shoulder and spun her to look at him, which sent a shock of pain through her right leg and bruised ribs. Ow! she exclaimed. What the heck? She shoved his chest with her good arm, without actually putting any strength behind it. He glared at her with the fury of a man who was fed up. Of course it fucking hurts. It's a goddamn burn from lava. But you don't see me bitching about it. His brows were drawn down in anger. A bead of sweat ran down his face, which was streaked with soot and dirt. Ajako glanced down to his left side, where his skin was badly burned, feeling a slight twinge of guilt before she got over that and glared back with just as much fervor. Because screw him. Seriously, screw his attitude. She was doing her best. I am not bitching. I said, ah, goddammit, because I got hit with freaking lava, you asshat. She growled at him. I'm allowed to be in pain when I'm injured. Their glaring contest was interrupted by Kirishima shouting, Impact! as he went flying towards them, having taken a powerful hit from the strong quirk. Ajako really hadn't been keeping track of the other heroes as well as she should have, having been wrapped up in her own fight and trying to keep tabs on Bakugos. Quickly calculating trajectories, Ajako jumped up after activating her quirk, intercepting Kirishima as he went flying over their heads. She connected all of her finger pads to his hardened skin and removed his weight, then started incrementally slowing his momentum. Thanks, Aravity! Kirishima smiled at her at the same time she heard Bakugo mutter, Idiots. She returned her gravity, pulling them both back to the ground, where she held out her new red riot balloon to Bakugo, glaring at him. He was insufferable. She literally just saved his best friend from crashing into the ground. Hey guys, this isn't a good time to... Kirishima started to say, looking between the two of them, clearly seeing that they'd been fighting each other just as much as the villains. Light. Achako instructed Ground Zero, who growled and placed his hand up against Kirishima's hardened back, releasing an explosion that sent the weightless Kirishima rocketing back towards the strength villain. You guys! Red Riot yelled as he was launched away from the two, aimed straight for impact with the villain who'd sent him their way in the first place. He collided with the villain with a sickening cracking sound. Release! Bakugo planted his feet facing Uraraka, an infuriated glare on his face, and Achako cocked her hip and mirrored his expression. They opened their mouths at the same time. You I am are not always, always bitching. bitching. You always had some sort of bias against me. Achako stood scowling at Bakugo. How they always managed to get into a fight was beyond her abilities of explanation. It wasn't like they were still in high school. This sort of degradation of con- conversation was not warranted for two professional heroes. Since their years at UA, nearly six years ago now, he had grown a lot, to the point he had a working friendship of sorts with Deku. 
It was more of a deep mutual respect than friendliness, if she was being honest. He had been able to learn to control his outbursts, if only for the purpose of climbing the hero rankings, and he'd made friendships with the majority of their class. Why he couldn't seem to play nice with her was as annoying as it was insulting. They were so wrapped up in their argument, Achako almost did not notice the teleportation quirk appear next to the finger boy who held out his hand to her. As the villain's fingers connected, the kid popped out of existence. Achako promptly forgot she was pissed off at Bakugo as she felt her stomach drop in worry. Ground Zero, the finger kid, Achako started to say at the same time he said, Shit! as they both watched the finger kid disappear. She pulled up her hand to guard her face as Ground Zero started heating up his palms, but there wasn't enough time to react as the creepy kid appeared in thin air in front of Aravity and Ground Zero. His long index fingers reached towards both of their faces, and they both leaned back in an unsuccessful attempt to put more distance between them. The kid's left finger reached to Chaco as the right reached Bakugo, tapping them in the space between their eyebrows. Some part of Achako's brain noted that his finger had a strangely cool touch. Bakugo reached up and hit the villain's hand away from where it had connected to his forehead, his face contorted in anger. A psychotic grin spread across the boy's face as he pulled his hands together and touched the tips of his index fingers together. Achako heard him release a manic laugh right before her mind exploded. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.